Amen. Today, I want to really hurry up and then finish this uh, message uh, on uh, the need for righteousness. I think I can hear the buzz. It's pretty loud here. That the tendency is for me to go, don't talk too much, don't go too loud. Can you get the monitors down a little bit? Please. Father, I just want to thank you for the message of righteousness, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak to us today and encourage our hearts and take us to another level with our God in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. You know, righteousness is the master key to everything that is pleasant and good in this life, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Righteousness is the master key, is the foundation. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Because righteousness is our number one need is the master key to everything that is good for us. This key will open any and every door for goodness in your life. It's so important. Now, to obtain righteousness as it's written in the word of God, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit. So obtaining righteousness as well, it's not by might or self-help or good works, but by the grace of God. Just the grace of God. Now, there is a book that's been written by, and I'm sure by uh, E.W. Kenyon, and I'm sure most of the great ministers in the world today must have read this book. It's called The Two Kinds of Righteousness. The two kinds of righteousness. Because righteousness is so important. There is the righteousness of the law. And there is also the righteousness of God. The righteousness of the law and the righteousness of God. You have to keep and obey all the law to obtain the righteousness of the law. And you can hear people say things like, and it's really funny when you hear people speak, well, the man is a good man. And you hear he's a very good man. He's a good man, but he doesn't believe in God. That's man's righteousness. That's righteousness according to good works. He's a good man, but he lies a lot. He's a good man, but he's a thief. How can he be a good man and be a thief at the same time? But that's the way we see it. We see that if he does certain things in the community, he seems outstanding in the community, we think he's a good man. So, but to obtain that righteousness, the righteousness of the law, you have to keep every single law that God's given. None of us, is done, none of us will be able to do that. No one is able to get to that place. But then there is another righteousness, which is called the righteousness of God. And to obtain that righteousness, all you need is faith. And that's why this righteousness is also called the righteousness of faith. 
Because the only way to be righteous before God is by faith. There is no other way. No good works. There is nothing I can do. There is nothing that you can do to be righteous before God. It's so important that we understand this message of righteousness. Because if you don't understand it, it's going to be really hard for God to walk in you and through you to make things well for you in life. The righteousness of God. Only through faith. You can work for it. And so you read in Romans, for example, chapter 3, beginning from verse 21 to 27. It says, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is being unveiled. The righteousness of God, apart from the law, not doing anything about the law, not even minding the law. The righteousness of God, apart from the law, is being revealed by God. God's revealing that to us. And is being witnessed by the law and the prophets. What he's saying here, if you have the righteousness of God in you, that's the righteousness of faith, the law itself will give you a thumbs up. You got it. Amen? And the prophets will also do the same. You got it. Because you got it by faith. It's called the righteousness of faith or the righteousness of of God in Christ Jesus. He says in verse 22, even the righteousness of God through faith. So the righteousness of God is only through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. How do you obtain this righteousness? By believing. It's called the righteousness of God. This is basic, but it's very important. I'm going to show you later why this is so important that you know this. And that you believe this. So important. So it's by faith. To all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 24. Being justified or being made free, uh, righteous freely by God's grace. Through the redemption. That word redemption means recovery or restoration that is in Christ Jesus. If you have obtained the righteousness of God, you are in recovery. Amen? From everything that the devil has stolen from you. Your finances are in recovery. Your family life is in recovery. Everything concerning your life is in recovery and in in restoration because God is going to restore everything. That's why Jesus said, Seek first that kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So you get in this recovery with God, redemption, that's in Christ Jesus. Notice how the redemption comes to you. Only in Christ Jesus and by faith. By faith. By believing what Jesus has done for you. Not anything that you've done. Not anything that I've done. Because we have an enemy. We're going to be talking more about that. Verse 25. Whom God set set forth as a propitiation. That word means appeasement. Jesus Christ, God set him forth for our appeasement. To give us peace between us and God. By his blood, through faith. To demonstrate God's righteousness. Because... 
in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at this present time his righteousness, that's God's righteousness, that he might be just and, and the justifier of the ones who has faith in Jesus Christ. So you get everything is faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus Christ. And God is a just God because somebody paid the price. God didn't just say, well, I forgive you. No, somebody paid the price. Jesus, God himself, that's what we just saw, the blood of God. The blood of God. God. Jesus was God himself. That's good enough for every man's sin. That's good from generation past to generations to come because that was the very life of God. It don't matter what you've done. If you believe in that, God says you're righteous. Before me, you are righteous. The law itself that wants to accuse you, and the Bible tells us about the law accusing you, but when you have the righteousness of God, by faith in Christ, the Lord says, you're okay now. You got it. And the prophets that will accuse you, they also will say, you got it. That's what he's talking about. So there is no boasting. Boasting is exclu- excluded. By what law? Of works? No. But by the law of faith. That's where Christians need to be. Operating through the law of faith. The thing is, if you have obtained the righteousness of God, do you believe in your righteousness? Do you believe that you are righteous before God? But let me tell you this. Until you trust and truly believe that you are truly righteous before God and no one can bring anything against you, Satan will not respect you. It just will not respect you. But when you truly believe in the righteousness, righteousness of God that God has given to you, you become a threat to the enemy, to the devil. He knows you now. He knows he's in trouble. And so that's why he constantly plagues Christians with sin consciousness and fear that they are not right with God and that everything is not right. Because he knows once you get to know that you are righteous with God, you are now a threat to him in his kingdom. He's afraid of you everywhere you go. He knows he cannot touch you anymore. And that's, why, that's how they were so afraid of Jesus. Everywhere he showed up because Jesus said, I know where I'm from. You are from here. I came from there. And he said, the father... He is with me. He has not left me. And every time he shows up, the devil says, have you come to destroy us before the time? He was a threat to them. And we are like him. But we don't know that. And we don't believe in the righteousness that God is giving to us. We keep looking at the past. And what we did yesterday. But God says, it's all under the blood. And your life will not be transformed until you believe. The righteousness is worked out from your heart inside out. He purges you from inside out. When you believe it, he begins to work for you. To make you a different man. Just like the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
He's a different human being. He's another kind of being. A new kind that the world has never seen before. The devil has never seen this being before. He's confused by it. Amen. But only if you believe in your heart. So you have to believe in the righteousness of God. You know, the Bible says it's, it, he made him to be seen. For Second Corinthians chapter uh, 5 verse 21. He made him to be seen who knew no sin for us. He made him to be seen for us who knew no sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. That we might become what? He made Jesus sin for us. Jesus became the essence of sin for us. And now God also made us, made us the righteousness of God. So when you look at me, guess what you're looking at? You are looking at the righteousness of God. You want to know what the righteousness of God looks like? Hey, yeah, I am. Don't call it blasphemy. But we don't know that. And that's why the devil continues to molest us. We are not a threat to him. You know, I would like you to go out this week. You know, when I introduced myself, did God make you, make you the righteousness of God? Is that not what the Bible says? He made you. So who are you? You are the righteousness of God. Why don't you go out this week as you shake your hands of your friend. Hey, friend. And he says, I'm uh, John. I am the righteousness of God. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> they will look, huh? What did you say? But that's the truth. You may not say it to your friend, but declare it to yourself. Your heart already believes it. Your mind needs to be renewed. So you keep saying it to yourself over and over again. You know what that means? Meditation that releases the power of the Holy Spirit into your mind. And your mind begins to say, just as the prophet says, you're okay now. And the law says, you're okay now. When you begin to speak it, introduce yourself to yourself. I am the righteousness of God. Your mind will begin to say, you're okay. You are the righteousness. Then you become a threat to get. And that's for every one of us. Don't even matter if you were born again today. That's for you. The trouble is, we don't believe. Jesus says, if you can only believe, all things are possible to him who believes. All things. If we can only believe. This is the truth. This is the truth. Not only that. But the important thing is. Practice your righteousness. Practice your righteousness. You know. My son is in medical school. He's going to spend some years. I won't call him a doctor. <laughs> until he graduates. And he really cannot practice until he, he graduates. And he's called a doctor. But after you have graduated, if you don't practice, you will not enjoy the fruit of being a doctor. Amen. If you don't practice, if you read in 
Second uh, Corinthians chapter nine, verse ten. It says God. It talks about the fruit of righteousness. God will increase the fruit of your righteousness. The Bible talks about that. But if you don't practice, you can enjoy the fruit of being a doctor. Doesn't mean that the doctor is perfect and knows how to cure or you know help with every disease. But if he doesn't practice, he won't be able to even buy a house. Amen. Practice your righteousness. We get to practice because you are righteous. You're a doctor, you practice. If you're not practicing, the devil can tell if you are righteous or not. If you this if he sees you constantly in, in a clubhouse boozing and drinking and acting like the rest of them, he sees you just like the rest of them. If he whips them, he whips you also. You look like the rest of them. There is no way he could tell the difference because the fruit is not there. You got to practice. This is the way John puts it. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Indeed, the children of God are, and the children of the devil are, Manifest. You can tell the difference. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> there is a practicing to do, but we got to practice it. God already made you righteous, but practice, practice the righteousness. That's when your life is going to be changed. Every time you make an excuse not to do what you know God has empowered you to do, you are not practicing. And if you are not practicing, you won't reap the fruit of your righteousness. And guess what? Satan will begin to oppress you. Because you are righteous, it's either you don't know it or you are in disobedience. And he, either way, he knows to come at you and to destroy your life. This is a very important message. Can I hear an amen? Very important. You hear Christians, they are born again, but they don't practice. There is no difference. And the unbeliever says, if God takes this one to heaven, well, I should go as well. He's even more wicked than myself. Because we're not practicing. John says in John chapter 1, he says, don't, de don't be deceived. Don't, don't deceive yourself. He who practice, practices righteousness is righteous. So we got to practice. So that the devil doesn't come at us. It's very important that you practice. And God is already empowered. That's who you are. You are righteous. And I tell you what. The more you speak it, the easier it is to be willing to do what is right. I remember when I got saved, it was no big deal. You know, there were certain things I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I was very worried. I knew that Jesus could come at any time. And believe me, he could. My mind was right there. And I figured that if I, was, if I get involved in this stuff, what if he shows up while I'm back there? <laughs> I don't have any excuse. I don't know where that came from, but he prevented me from doing a lot of stuff. I just I couldn't go there. I just couldn't do this anymore. And I made him cry. I can't do this stuff anymore. Look, please. And people could tell the difference. So practice. Now let me go as I close on this message. The power and privilege of righteousness. Amen. Amen. 
the power and privileges of righteousness. Now, let me say this. You hear from people saying everyone has a guardian angel. Everybody doesn't have a guardian angel. angel. Everybody doesn't. That's just the truth. Not by scriptures. Everybody doesn't have that. Only the righteous people of God have guardian angels. And not just a guardian angel. Jesus said, their angels, plural, see my father's face in heaven. Amen? That's what Jesus said. He talked about being careful how you treat these little ones who believe in me. He says, because I, I used to think he was saying their angel. I checked it out. He said, their angels. I believe it's Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Their angels, they see my father's face. Every righteous person has several angels that have been assigned to your life. When you obtain the righteousness of God, you put that scripture up? Yes. Every righteous person, you are my little children. That's power. That's privilege. If you are a child of God, God has angels, not one, that have been assigned to your life. Just you. He has many to assign to every, every human being. They have, they have too many. How can the devil molest your life when you got all of those angels around you? He just would not know. But these are for righteous people. These are for righteous people. In Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible tells us the angels are ministering spirits that God has sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. And that's you. That's you. And I believe it. That's why I was not afraid when they took me to a voodoo doctor. I've talked about this. I wasn't afraid. I knew I came in with angels, and, and the voodoo doctor was, I'm sure he could see them with his spirit eyes. He, he, when I told him, you got more problems than I have, he knew it, I was right. That's the truth. Every one of you, because you have obtained righteousness of God, and as you practice, you get your angels to be very active for you. And when you go through trouble... They look at the Father. God, that's my assignment. You see, there's trouble down there. There's something going on there. That's what Jesus means. You see how important righteousness of God is? You see how important this is? That we don't believe it. But Jesus said, be, unto, be it unto you according to your faith. When you believe it, it begins to work. And you cannot be harassed anymore. Amen. The righteousness of God gives us access to the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus died. So, Because the Holy Spirit cannot live in something that's not righteous. A tabernacle that's not righteous. The Bible says, your body is the temple of the living God. But Jesus said, you don't put wine... New wine in an old wine bottle. You remember that scripture? 
the wine we are talking about here is the wine of the Holy Spirit. And the bottle is your body. When you are born again, that's your spirit, the real you. The wine is the Holy Spirit, and your born again spirit is that new bottle. And that's why we have the day of Pentecost. For that new wine to be poured into your new spirit. You know what? This is such a great privilege. Have you noticed people, the Bible talk, talks about this. You know, be filled with the Holy Spirit and not be drunk with wine where it is excess, right? You remember the Bible talks about that? Yeah. Every, a man who drinks and is drunk, most drunk people, after they're drunk, they get violent. Right? Yes. Drunk people is so easy for them. They may be real mellow, but when they get drunk, says, my, my husband is drinking again and he's coming home. Please, we got to call the police on something because he knows he's going to be violent. The Holy Spirit is the wine for the believer to get us to be in a place where we can operate violent faith. Because according to Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, he said, from the, day, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent ones take it by force. After you've been made righteous, God pours his Holy Spirit on you to make you drunk and violent with the devil. Not with your brothers. He makes you violent. And Jesus made it very clear. If you are going to really succeed as a believer, you have to operate violent faith. And that comes from the Holy Spirit. Jude 1.20 But you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You need that. Telling the devil, please stop. <laughs> he doesn't understand that kind of language. Please leave me alone. He says, I got him now. I'll take him out the next minute. But it's the violent faith. You see how people were violent in the days of Christ with violent faith? The man who was paralyzed, he couldn't get to Jesus. They said, tear up the roof. That's violence. Tear up the roof. If somebody gets mad, let them be mad. We'll fix it later. But I'm going to get my healing. And they pulled the guy down and Jesus saw their faith. Violent faith. Born out of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Born out of the Holy Spirit. I need to move on. The other privilege that we have is the privilege of a life free from fear and anxiety. Amen. Free from fear and anxiety. I don't like to be anxious about anything. And when I feel myself, you know, going back and forth, anxious about something, what's happening and all of that, that's when I hit my knees. I need to go to God so I can get that thing out of me. You know, let me read this scripture for you. It's so important. In Proverbs 28, verse 1, it says, The wicked flee when no one 
pursuing. But the righteous are bold as what? As lions. You hear the word righteous there? The righteous are bold. In Revelation 5 verse 5, Jesus is referred to there as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And Jesus is the head of the church. Right? And we are his body. So what does that make you? That puts you as a member of the family of the tribe of Judah. Every one of you. You belong to the tribe of Judah. Because Jesus is your brother. Right? And if, if he's of the tribe of Judah, you certainly are from the tribe of Judah as well. Because you can't separate a man's head from his body. Amen? Another thing. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. What does that make you? If you are his brother, what does that make you? You are a lion. A lion is not brother to a monkey. Nor will a lion be a monkey's uncle. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And we belong to him. And that's why the Bible tells us, could you believe Jesus? Jesus says, I'm afraid of something. I'm worried about this thing. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8. It tells us very clearly that you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You have no reason to be afraid of anything. Because we belong to him. In, in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 30, it says, A lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. I've watched videos of a lion. You notice when lions are sleeping, they seem to be careless about what's happening around them. They are not watching around, you know, they're just lying there. And if anything moves, they don't just take off. They'll raise their head and look around and find out what's going on before they do anything. I've watched them several times. That's who we are. The righteous are as bold as what? Liars. But many of us, we're running back and forth, worried, tossed to and fro. That's not God's will for us. God made us to be just like his son. Amen? Third thing. It helps us to live above the natural life. You know what, that, what Jesus said? He who believes in me. What does that mean? If you believe in him, how do you obtain your righteousness? By believing by faith. Jesus said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, 
he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to my father. When you believe in him, that makes you righteous before God. And once you are righteous before God, you can do the same works that Jesus did. Notice he said, he who believes in me. That's in uh, John chapter 14 verse 12. He who believes in me. But until you believe that you have his righteousness, you don't even think about these things. They don't go through your mind. And the Bible also tells us in Mark chapter 15, beginning from 17, these signs follow them that believe. That puts you above the ordinary. Makes you a different kind of human being because of the righteousness of faith. I'm going to go down because I need to close this message. Four, your prayers are guaranteed answers because you are righteous before God. It says in Proverbs 15 verse 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Everyone, if you're righteous, he hears it. Very important. We need righteousness. John 14, verse 13 says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Anything you ask, Jesus said, I will do it. So my Father is glorified in the Son. You are not able to do that until you believe you are righteous before God. And once that comes into your heart, you can believe and you can wait on the Lord. Notice there's a difference. Not wait for the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Because he's going to come. He's going to do exactly what you ask for. You wait on him. You wait on the Lord. So our prayers are guaranteed answers. Number five. And I'll close here. You cannot be defeated. You cannot be defeated. Paul said, what can separate us from the love of God? He said, not even death. You cannot be defeated. If you believe this in your heart, you got nothing to be afraid of. Paul was afraid of nothing. He knew that he could not be conquered. He said, I'm not afraid to go to Jerusalem. <laughs> the worst they can do is to kill me. And if they kill me, that's good for me. I just go to glory land. He could care less. He was not afraid of death. He conquered death. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. But I like this scripture. It's so important. It's in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. He says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon. I don't care who is formulating that weapon. Even if it's in, from the heart of hell. And Satan is involved in it himself. Whoever is behind that weapon. God says, no weapon formed against my life will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment... He says, condemn it. Has no voice. Can have no effect on my life. No effect on my life. And he says, 
This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. And you see how God concluded it? And their righteousness is from me. They got my righteousness and they cannot be touched. Amen. No matter what you do, you cannot overcome them. It's so important. And we need to believe this. Amen. We need to believe this. You are not ordinary. If you have accepted Christ, forget your past. As long as you keep living in the past, you'll never see your future. But if you put the past behind you and you begin to say to everyone, I am the righteousness of God, you'll see God will, God will begin to take the skills off your eyes and you'll begin to feel that power. And then you know no devil can harass me. I don't see, if something moves in my home, I usually wake up to investigate. Not with fear. I'm investigating. You can't kill me. I really believe this with all of my heart. You can't kill me. My assignment is not over yet. No plane crash. No accident. Nothing. Nothing. When it's over, anything can happen. I'm ready to go home. But right now, I'm not ready. And nothing's going to do that to me. I really believe it with all of my heart. It's the truth. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord this morning. Just close your eyes this morning. I really want you to understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. But today, all eyes closed, all eyes closed, all heads bow, and you say, I'm not sure I need that righteousness, sir, that you're talking about. I really need it. I really need that. I want to know without a doubt because I want to be victorious in life. If that's you today and you say, I need that righteousness, can I see your hand up quickly? Put your hand up. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Please pray with me. Pray with me. Lord God, everybody please. Lord God, thank you for sharing your word with me this morning. I receive your word. And in so doing, I receive Jesus. I receive his blood. The power of his blood into my life. I believe now that I am a servant of God. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Write my name in your book of life. Heavenly Father, thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit in my life right now in Jesus' name. Amen.